Hello, hello. Welcome back to PS We Have No Plan. I'm Peyton Smith calling in from LA. And I'm Emily McManus calling in from Nashville. And I tell you what, this day reminds me of our day meeting in LA. Here, at least here, it does in Nashville because it's it's not balmy, but it looks like it could rain and it's gray and we've had wind and it feels nice. It's under like 80 degrees. Oh my God. Okay. Well, that's amazing. It's 85 here and awful and sweaty. And our, our air conditioner broke last night too, or two days ago. We've been out of air conditioning for two days, which I know sounds very diva-ish, but it was pretty brutal because it was record high heat in LA. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. It was just for those two days was pretty gross and sticky. And last night, Luke was also at the hospital because he has nights. And so I was like alone with the (laughs) warm house. And I'm like, oh, my God, every every noise. I was like, what's happening? Is it back on now? Yeah, it is. Okay, good, good, good. Oh, my gosh. I remember one year that happened here. There was a oh, there was a tornado and all of our power. It did it. It wasn't two days. It was one day. But all of the power, so you had no air. And then, you know, it comes to a certain time and all the lights are off and you can't watch TV. So we just had candles everywhere. We go to our car to like charge our phones. (laughs) It just reminds you in those moments, right? Where you're like, thank God for modern technology. Thank God that I live in this world that has this and that. And I just forget the simple pleasures, (laughs) the simple joys and the simple blessings are so important. (laughs) Yes, really good reminders and a kick in the ass to be grateful for the little thing, the little things, the things that we think are little, but in other places it is exactly. Like, are you kidding me? Exactly. I think about that too when my hot water doesn't get super hot and I'm I'm complaining. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's not as hot. It's like, thank God for running water and for I don't know, just r- little reminders. It does or like water pressure. Yes. Because if something is low water pressure, it's not that I'm like, oh, but I'm like, oh, mine is so good and strong and it gets super hot. I'm one of those people that turns it all the way to hot. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Scalding hot showers. I want to leave like I was just in the bottom of a volcano, but I feel clean. Love that. That is a very clean journey. Such a clean journey, which I mean, this is not a good segue. (laughs) But it kind of is because I want to jump into just a little bit of pop culture before we get into our topic of the day. And I feel like for one of the new new um, official budding romances, Kylie Jenner is finally with a clean boy. I know. <laughs> <A> clean imaged boy. <laughs> clean imaged boy. Wait, I loved that transition. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it really worked. I was obsessed with that hard launch at the Beyonce concert. It's just like there could not have been a better launch than them making out at a Beyonce concert, all chic and cute, and then seeing a fashion week and the US Open. And I'm just like, you guys are killing it with the venues. They knew what they were doing. And also, I read this today and I couldn't agree more. I love this Kylie era, Mm -hmm. jeans and a t shirt, Mm -hmm. not a lot of makeup. And it is, that's her thing. She needs to stay here. I mean, do whatever you want, but she looks good. I, totally totally agree I feel like she looks natural and fresh and really elegant and feminine I'm she I am does. all about it because I think she was embodying this really sexual masculine dark feminine energy for so long which was awesome but I love her softness now and I do, I do think too. she's a part of it and I think and this is just obviously my um 
opinion on this, but I do think when you, when you kind of soften it down, like she is right now, she looks so young. Yeah. Cause she is. I She's know. I know. But all that so makeup young. and like always just like overdoing it, like glamming to the max. I do think it can age you. Mm-hmm, for sure. Oh, absolutely. I am all for the Timothy Kylie romance. It is. I mean, I ship it. I ship it too. They're I totally so ship it. Yeah. What other romances are happening? Oh, the divorce, Sophie and Joe. Yeah. Do you like Sophie Turner or Joe Jonas or have you stayed in the know with those peeps or no? I only, I'm not like a, a, I was going to say I'm not a fan of them, but I I am a fan. Like they're awesome, but I'm not like somebody that follows them. Like I wasn't a Joe Bro fan Mm -hmm. or like a follower Mm -hmm. and I don't watch Game of Thrones. Okay. So yes. So I'm not like somebody that's invested, but through, I mean, I'm a pop culture addict yeah so I've known about them being married I think they're so gorgeous together she's just like oh my god and I love it when she has red hair I just love that I know so I was obsessed with Sophie because she's a she's super tall I love Game of Thrones and I loved I was of course obsessed with the whole cast and the history of Game of Thrones and like loved all of them and I love Joe growing up I was a Jonas Brothers fan I loved Camp Rock and Joe Jonas was my favorite so when they were together oh also when he had the band DNCE um such a fun band right like I think they were bigger in the UK where she's from so I think like he was more well known Mm -hmm. in the UK potentially when they started dating but I loved them I love that they got hitched in Vegas and Diplo aired it on a uh, Instagram live like just like they're so iconic for the things that they chose to do and then she had this amazing wedding and I forget where but she looked stunning but um yeah yeah, I'm I'm sad I'm sad um you know what though two things I do think that you and Sophie resemble each other I see a lot of resemblance so nice that's the nicest thing that's the truth and I through all of my pages like gossip pages that I follow there have been rumblings about this like for a week mm-hmm. they're saying like mm-hmm. talking about divorce lawyers and things like that but it doesn't seem like and once again it's it's a private matter so we don't right we're not owed an explanation or anything but it seems like so out of left field it really does and they have two kids together and really young really young like I feel like they did it was a very passionate romance all at once, sort of. Yes, the babies came fast. Boom, boom, boom. It was only a two-year marriage, right? So they had two oh, kids God, really fast. Maybe not. So that's weird. I did see there's a narrative going around that she liked to go out and party, and he liked to stay home. But then there's an old Instagram live video coming up when they're doing kind of like a a quick question thing, and Joe says that she's the homebody. And he likes to go out. So it's like, people are like, this is very contradicting. Throughout their entire relationship, she was like, I suffer from anxiety. I never like leaving Mm -hmm. my house after Game of Thrones ended. Like she had this whole identity crisis. She went on multiple podcasts to talk about her like depression and all these different things and never liked leaving the home. Yeah. And now he's like, she parties too much. Okay. First of all, she's 23 years old. So she should be going out and enjoying her life. (laughs) God, I didn't know she was that young. She's so young. Second of all, like you know it's no. just, you were a partier for a lot of the relationship it seems like as well so relax but also man. I mean 
this could be a very generalized statement, but what do you expect? 23 and you're both in the entertainment industry. You're going all over the world. You're around people nonstop. Like you have everything at the palm of your hands. It makes no sense. Even Dude. so, even if the narrative was accurate, it'd be like, so what? So, so are you saying like, whatever, that's a confusing statement, but it doesn't even sound true. It's like, it doesn't even sound like it's an accurate portrayal of her. So holes are being poked in this boat. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out some more, but we'll see. It sounds like it could be a messy divorce. I am rooting for her and Evan Peters. If she does have a new beau, you go, girl. I would root for them too. Gosh, just saying. So beautiful. I know. What else? What are other pop culture things that happened? Well, in the Bravo sphere, Carl and Lindsay broke up which is another scandal that I probably think you don't know about. <laughs> I don't think I know about it, but I'd love it's to okay. hear it. That's okay. It's, you know, it could be the second scandal. They are from mm. Bravo House. I mean, sorry, Summer House. They've been on it since the beginning. Um, but they were, you know, best friends. And last year they fell in love and they got engaged. And it was pretty much like what all, the whole season was about. And it was great. Like, and I honestly thought it was going to work. They seemed just really happy. They had a good foundation of friendship. They moved in together, like all of this stuff. And then out of nowhere, Carl called off the engagement. And Whoa. It, apparently filming was already done and he called production mm. to film him telling Lindsay. Oh my God. That is yeah. drama. Yeah. That's not, I did not expect that from Carlito. Mm, Carlito. Carlito. I know. It's really know. a bummer. Wow. Okay. Well, so, there are I'll some drama. Posted. Yeah. Keep yeah. us posted. I'll do, um, I'll do our weekly Bravo um, updates because there are some really good ones out right now. So like city just premiered real housewives of New York reboot is very good. Um, NOC as always, like they're bringing the heat. Okay. Love. That's such a fun <laughs> update. I have a fun, uh, summer I turn pretty update. <laughs> um, the young adult listeners. Um, so Jenny Han and Amazon Prime just announced that not only will they have a season three, but they think it's gonna be extended further past the books. So I think they're gonna turn it into a multi-series type of show because they hadn't found this type of success since like Dawson's Creek or the OC or 90210 or Gossip Girl or One Tree Hill, any of those old yeah. kind of early 2000s 90s young adult show hasn't really taken off in the last decade so they, they think this might be it which is exciting that's very exciting and it's so wild because every like in my friend groups wherever I go or like at the flower shop people are talking about it like at all ages so exactly. you're right it's, it's those things and it hasn't happened in so long and I I mean I love a good teenage love story Everyone does. And I think that's, and I think people have done it almost too extreme. Like euphoria obviously is is quote unquote young adults. It's about a high school, but it's just about drugs and drinking and it's extreme emotions. It's a very adult show. There hasn't been like a young, young people falling in love and dealing with breakups and going to college. And what does that look like? And it's just, there's, it's a feel good. It's a feel good. And I think that's what as as a whole we needed I think Barbie and then some are turned pretty like there's there's certain moments of we just need happy we need feel good yeah, you do sometimes we just need to feel our heart like pitter patter and it yeah. like it's good it's good to be reminded of those feelings especially when yes. it's I don't know especially when there is so much 
sadness around. Yes, a hundred percent. So anyways, those are our fun pop culture updates, everyone. We love to do a little pop culture, a little lighthearted before we dive into our deep and serious convo yes. of yes. the day. Yes. Also, we didn't even acknowledge. I'm so happy we're back together. We had two weeks of solo <laughs> pod episodes. Cheers. Cheers. Clink, 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 clink. We're back. We're back, everybody. It's so nice. It's so weird because I don't even feel like we I know. last week or the week before. <laughs> I know, but I did love your episode. Everyone go listen. We had two solo pod episodes. Mine was about sort of like evolving of self. And then- I loved yours. Um, Emma's was on dreams. I thought that was such a fun one because I never remember my dreams. So I thought that was a really fun one to listen to yours. I think a lot of people don't remember. It's funny because at the office the other day, I was talking to um, a bunch of my friends. We were talking about dreams and just like how we have them and how wild they can be. And then that evening, one of my friends, she texted me. She goes, did you see an AirPod at the office? I said, no, no, but I'll ask the cleaner and I'll see and I'll let you know. And that night I dreamt I found her AirPod. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? How do you remember them? Do you wake up and you like... do you write them down or do you just hold no, on I just to it? Remember, yeah. That yeah. is a superpower of yours. That is your superpower. Just I always decided. enjoy it. I really do. I love. I love that I can like re. It's not every single night, but it's most nights. Wait, um, that's such a superpower of yours. How have we never acknowledged oh, this? You. you remember dreams. You're a dreamer. You're a dream catcher. <laughs> I've always had dream catchers on the bed. Really? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. That could be yeah. your like superhero um symbol as a dream it's catcher. Done. <laughs> Absolutely done. All of a sudden I'm branding you. Um, okay. I'll take it. We this week, what did we want to talk about? We wanted to talk about a few serious, more serious topics, but just well, should we acknowledge? I think today is a really important day to acknowledge. It's 9-11 when Absolutely. we're recording this. And so mm-hmm. I think as you said, this is a big day for a lot of us. I think I, for everyone in the U.S., I think we remember this day. You know, it's it brings up a lot of emotions. It it does. It does. And I know it's – I was watching CNN today. I always watch it in the, every morning, but I make sure that I'm very present on September 11th every time because I like to acknowledge the moments of silence and kind of just revisit it because I think having reflection on this day – for me forever is very important because as time does go by, we easily forget, you know, why we're in certain circumstances presently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just truly what happened 22 years ago, which 22 years ago feels like forever. And also yesterday it is, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. But what I was originally going to say, they had some um, teenagers reading off the names of everybody that perished. And, these kids, they weren't even alive when this happened. And to me, that is just so bonkers because mm-hmm. I'm still, it happened when I was 10, mm-hmm. 10, 10, 11, something, 11, 12, some, somewhere around there. And I mean, I remember it like yesterday. Wow. That is so, just were, wild. Were you like seven? Yeah, I was like seven, seven or yeah. eight. So I think I was pretty young to remember that day but it's it's just it's it's a it's a good thing to acknowledge every year and I'm grateful that we still acknowledge it 22 years later and I hope we always will and remember this I mean obviously it was a massive moment in history but um yeah 
I think it's, it brings up a lot. It's, 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 and that's what we had talked about before this episode Mm -hmm. was that it brings up a lot of big themes, at least for me. And I know for you too, about, you know, like learning from your past and learning from and remembering the past. So what does it bring up for you in that sense? Like, how do you honor the past and talk about how it shapes you? I, I feel very connected to it. I'm very grateful that I'm connected to it, though, in a way that I didn't have any immediate family, you know, I didn't lose anybody in it. Um, But we lived in Quantico at the time, which is a Marine Corps base just outside of D.C. And so, you know, the the, um, airplane hit the Pentagon and um, a lot of our dads worked at the Pentagon at that time. But, you know, something it, it happened and then all of a sudden things got a little bit weird in our classrooms, the teachers, there was an announcement, but the kids didn't really get it. I think they said it in a way for the teachers to get it, but not alarm the kids. Um, and then our teacher just said, uh, we need to let you know that there's been an attack on our country and, um, we need to say a prayer for America and, you know, the military and everything. So it just, it still gives me chills now. Yeah. And then like the base where we lived, it was locked down for, at least a couple of days so nobody could go in and out yeah it was wild you could hear planes circling just for safety our phone lines were out for a little bit and then you just had landlines so our grandma and grandpa like they couldn't get a hold of my parents so I mean there was a lot of there was Mm. a lot going on and I think a lot of that was because we were on a military base Mm -hmm, and also so close to DC for sure totally um I'll try and make this quick too so no but once we were able to get off base. My parents thought it was really important for us to, I mean, this is history. This is like, and it's an, a really important thing. And I think even as kids, like you need to be taught, you know, the importance of the good and the bad in the world. And so we went down to the Pentagon and we sat on a hill uh, right across from it. And we just stared at that hole and it was still smoldering and chokes me up now because it's just so crazy and I'm on I'm so grateful that our parents did that for us because it really puts into perspective what ha- what happened you know mm-hmm. and it's 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 still devastating in a sense and I and I feel that and I can't imagine I can't imagine what these almost 3,000 families felt plus, you know, plus mm-hmm. and every, and it's, it's just, it's, it's still so gut-wrenching and I'm so grateful for our country every day for just, you know, d- no matter what, where you lean on politics and war and why we have it and why we not, why we don't, I'm so grateful because I know that our protectors have protected us from countless times of that happening again. And mm-hmm. we just don't even know. How do you take that memory and do something with it? Or do you just sit with it? Like, what do you do with it each year when you remember that day? I think I do. I like to sit with it. I like to honor it. And I honestly, it it stays with me throughout the day because it's just, I am choke up now because it's just like, it's so like, tragic and it's so sad um and I just hate I hate hate and like conflict in the world Mm -hmm. 
And for that to just happen to people like in our nation, like we're so lucky that we don't really experience that a lot. So when it Mm -hmm. does, it shows like how fortunate we are Mm -hmm. and I'm a really sensitive person. And so I just, I weep for what the other people are feeling, like the families right now, like just how they have to reflect. And then like military members and family and contractors and families. And then, you know, Afghanis and Iraqis that helped fight and they lost others and family, like what they're feeling right now and reflecting. That is what tears me apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could go on and on, but this is not what this episode is about. I'm glad you're showing emotion for it because I do think it is it is really heavy. It's a heavy day for a lot of people. And it's a heavy, it, like we said, brings up a lot of heavy emotions and yeah. you think about life and you think about the past and you're like, how do I deal with that? And how do I bring something beautiful from that? Or how do I sit with it and remember it and feel thankful because I'm, a, I'm here and right, you know, I'm right. safe. Like, I think those, all those things come up. And I think realizing that how fortunate I am in so many ways that I haven't been affected more by it. And I, it hurts my heart to think if somebody just goes through this as another day and doesn't acknowledge it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I was really, you have a, a deep connection with your mom to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like my mom texts me at 7am in the morning. She always texts me a prayer of some sort, but today it was about like just peace and love and all the, all the cheesy mom things, but she worked in tower too. And when she was my age. And so I think it just brought up a lot for her when she was talking about how, you know, thinking about me and my life and like how young I am and how that impacted her work, you know, working there and just friends and coworkers passed away. And it was just, it's, weird it's a weird feeling for my mom for sure and so I I feel it's just an unsettling feeling it's hard to even put words to it right it's sort of just like you feel I don't know I don't know what to do with it and I'm a doer and I'm like a how how do I learn from this and how do I build something from this and how do I take what my mom experienced what all these people experienced and like make something from it and what does that mean for my own traumas of the past and like how can I build this you know I I always think in that way but I, I like what you said about just wanting to sit with it and feeling the feelings of it. Cause it is sometimes that's all you can do. Yeah. There's not much exactly. you can do with this. Yeah. No, not. And sometimes just that's, that's honoring, you know, yeah. just being able to be there and realize like, there's nothing that I can do yeah. in this moment, but I want to respect and honor what I can about it. Yep. I know like this and other like parts of our lives, like we've had some, some challenges. And I know we both have, um, and they, they shape us as we start to grow and become the people that we are today. And so I'm curious, like how, how your hard times in life. And I'm, I'm, I think hard is probably saying it lightly or your challenging times in life. Mm -hmm. How do you feel like they impacted you or have given you power to be who you are now and like just conquer? Yeah. It's a good question. I feel like I ask myself this often too, because it's, uh-huh. and that's what I was thinking about, like universal things we all go through, like something like COVID, which was universally yeah. challenging or nationally challenging, like 9 11, 
or individually challenging, like a friend dying or, you know, a, something awful of that sort. It's just, it's, it's sort of like all feels just as intense, you know? And, yeah. and I, I think there's a lot of pressure when it's a national wide feeling or a universal feeling. I think you, you're told how to feel. And so anyways, I, I just find it interesting, like challenge exists in many forms. And I think I feel it in different ways, but the intensity that I feel I'm similar to you, I'm very sensitive. So I think I, something small could make me feel awful as, as well as something big. So oh, yeah. I don't know how I deal with it though. and bring power with it. I think, I think I channel a lot of what I feel into writing. I think writing is mm-hmm. definitely the cure to my sadness and confusion in life. I think I turn to writing for almost everything. Um, so I'll write, even if it doesn't make sense, or I'll turn it into a poem or I'll turn it into a song or I'll turn it into a video journal, or I'll turn it into, you know, a speech that I share with my little sister or a podcast episode like this. I think that's a way where I can make, not even make sense of it, but just find power from it and be like, this is, this is a purposeful thing that I can do from it. Absolutely. I mean, just from my perspective and from our friendship and talking so much and having deep conversations, like you don't turn from those things. You, it's not like you're going back and reliving or anything, Mm -hmm. but they happen and they're Mm -hmm. there. And so you face them and they, Mm -hmm. and you accept that they are part of you and who you are and you, you choose to learn from them, I think. And almost, I, I hesitate to say the word and brace because Mm -hmm. I don't think that is the correct word, but you, you maybe accept that those happened, you know, and that they weren't, they weren't great times and you wish that they didn't, but they did. And they have helped you become who you are today in in a way that maybe you can't even explain or put words to. Yes. And I think going back to young adult TV Mm -hmm. shows and whatnot, like break, but breakups and things that are when you're 20 years old and you have a breakup, it can feel so heartbreaking and like you can't move forward. And then, you know, you get older and you, and you think back to nine 11 and you're like, Oh, this is like, it's hard to even move forward with my day. Cause I'm, I'm the age that my mom was when she worked at tower two. And like, you know, just different moments will hit you Absolutely. at different points in life. And it's not to take away the pain that you experience in those moments. And it's not to say like my 20 year old sister who's experiencing heartbreak from a boy right now, that's just as valid as me feeling the experience of something traumatic like 9-11. So I think it's- 100%. Right? I think it's also, I don't even know where I was going with that rant, but I've been thinking a lot about that, about how pain is relative and needs and it deserves to be felt no matter- what it is and and how you feel it. Right. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I am guilty of like suppressing for sure. Mm. Like throughout my whole life, like just to get through something or make it easier or, you know, help somebody else out. But I have learned that eventually that makes it harder. And so I think I'm learning very slowly that feeling what you're feeling in the moments are, is very healthy and helpful for you to process it and be able to take the steps to go forward. Yes. And I often, I think you and I talk about this. It's like, sometimes you don't feel like you deserve sadness. Like it's, it's hard to feel like I'm in a safe house. We, we started this episode by talking about the air conditioner and we're like, 
right. call, calling myself out being like, oh my God, I was complaining about the air conditioner. Like, do you Sorry for me? my sniffles. <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. And so complaining about these things feels like, oh, I can't, I don't have a right to do that. And I don't have a right mm. to feel sad because I'm well off. And it just strips you of the human experience. I'm like, wait, blessings don't <laughs> negate pain. Oh, that's such a like great way. Cause I, I, I couldn't have felt that more yeah. every time this day comes around because I always hesitate sharing my experience that day yeah. because I'm like, who am I to say to feel sad over this? Right. Right. That what I experienced compared to what somebody else, like, right. I am very lucky that my experience right. was different than a lot of other people. And so, right. yes, I do have that guilt. And that's, that is a hard thing. And I think that was one of the other topics we were going to touch on today was about, um, having those lucky moments. Like, like I, I read a lot of stories today about, you know, people who didn't go to work that day or Mm -hmm. were out sick or got caught in traffic and missed the experience. Right. And so they feel this tremendous guilt, but it's also like, I've had those moments where I've missed awful things happening and, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason there for that. And there, I think that's like the blessing doesn't negate the pain. It's okay to feel sad about it. And it's also okay to accept the blessing. Like, thank God you have another day to live. And right. it's like, but survivors I do think it's hard. It, yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Because it's you really just really hard. Absolutely. Like, how do you accept? Why didn't that happen to me? What so what did I do to deserve that? Especially I think when we see something really terrible happen to great, great people around us, it brings up a lot of questions, like whether it's your faith or just how you represent yourself and go through life. I think you bring up a lot of questions of how did that happen to them? They are just such a wonderful human. And I block like I'm horrible at this. I speak to somebody like this. I should have been nicer over here. I deserved that instead. When you don't, you don't, and it didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't, and it didn't happen. And it's easy to say that on like art on my side right now, but I, I, there's nothing good that will come out of rattling that over to yourself. And when you said that one story that I always remember on that train of thought is somebody was walking to work and he had a blister. So he stopped to get um, a Band-Aid before he got to the towers and a plane struck while he was walking out with his Band-Aid. And it's like, wild. I know you're shit. I'm late. This is, oh, I can't, this is awful. And then that two minutes saves your life. And I think in some ways you feel so lucky. And then probably in other ways, you're like, why am I the lucky one? And I, I feel definitely. like this is a less, obviously less extreme scenario, but I was thinking about this on my walk today. Actually, this has been a recurring daydream of mine in the last probably couple of weeks, but I think about my friend that passed away when she was eight from a drunk driver accident, Elizabeth Ann Warsham. And I was in Texas and I moved right after that. So it was this very strange, sad ending. It felt very final in so many ways. Like I, but what I think about, like my birthday's coming up tomorrow. And I think about that's so weird that 20 years ago she stopped. Like that was life for her. And like 20 years go by and I get to live 20 more years. And so I just like have this recurring 
sort of strange daydream that maybe my my dream catcher could analyze for me but it's like her mom comes and finds me at a cafe and I'm sitting there and she recognizes me and she's like I'm Mrs. Worsham I don't know if you remember me but Elizabeth was my daughter and I'm like oh my god of course I remember her and she's like you were this new kid and you were nice to her and no one was really nice to her and people started noticing her and you invited her to your birthday party at Bed Bath and Beyond and then you had a sleepover with her and wow, that one and a half years you were friends with her was a big part of her life. Like she has this whole speech, she says to me basically. And it's the same thing I hear over and over and over again. And I'm like, well, she, she is a big part of my life. Like I've thought about her all the time. I've like still think about her. So mm-hmm. anyways, it's just a strange thing when, not that I feel guilt, but I'm sort of like, why did mm-hmm. that happen to her? And why do I get to live 20 more years? That's so wild because I can take two things out of that dream just like almost immediately. I, it's hard like for me to accept this, but I do think everybody has a time, whatever that means. I agree. And perhaps as her time was getting closer, you changed her life. Like you brought her happiness and you brought her friendship and you brought her, it sounds like she didn't have many friends or got invited to parties and you changed that for her. So you made those last year, that last year and a half, like incredible for her. And then now like you're living on for her, you're living on to show that you can live on and like what maybe her spirit like resides with you. Oh, that's a sweet thought. I agree with that too. I do think it's a, I, and I, it sort of positions me as like this heroic figure, but I wasn't really even, I wasn't nice to, like, I feel like I didn't want to be friends with her, but then like we chose for whatever reason, I had a sleepover with her to give her a shot and give her a chance. And she had these rounded glasses and she was kind of nerdy, but so sweet. And we hit it off we drank milk and climbed trees. And, but I just think about like, what if I didn't have that sleepover and what if I didn't bond, I would have never been able to do that. So I don't know. I take memories like that, memories of people like Elizabeth and try to remind myself that it's that elevate the every day. What we talk about all the time, what our slogan Absolutely. is like, it, it brings us back to why we're doing this podcast, why we take the time to talk about topics like this, why we remember days like 9-11. Like it's just to remember that days matter, that every day right. matters. It's it's really hard for us to talk about this. I know we don't like, like for at least for me, like I, like right now my skin is crawling. I feel so uncomfortable because I don't like talking about anything that's bad about life. Like am I, I know. Like, living? Like it, I don't even like, exp- I know, you know what I mean? And so I <laughs> like, it is, it's really uncomfortable, but I feel like I'm really proud of us to be able to have this conversation because you know, keeping all that stuff inside isn't healthy or it's not helpful. And you never know, like maybe somebody is listening to us and they they find the courage to like, just kind of talk about what they're feeling. And it, it could be about this, or it could be something totally different, mm-hmm. um, a breakup or anything. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of helps them start healing. Right. I agree. I agree. That's, that's what always what we try to do with these deeper topics. Mm-hmm. It, Cause it, it is easy to shy away from, and it feels a little awkward and you also don't want to say the wrong thing because it is such yeah. an important one today is such an important day to so many people, yeah. but also even things like a death of a friend, you want to make sure you're honoring them in the right way. When you talk about them, it feels nerve wracking. It's not like 
pop yeah. culture updates. So. No, and I honestly, I have to be honest, like starting with pop culture at first, I was like a little nervous. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to be insensitive to anything, mm. but I'm glad we did because you can still have the happy with the sad. That's what life is. And that is mm-hmm. what sort of like, I feel like our whole wrap up of this episode is, is talking about, or the big lesson I took from our convo today is like, it does matter. Those fun things, those fun moments, talking about Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet at picture at a Beyonce concert. Like, thank God we get to talk about that. Right. We're around to talk about fun things. We're around to talk about deep things. We get to live another day. Like right. that's we get life. to turn a day older. Yes. Yes. And I think Absolutely. birthday tomorrow that also comes up. It's like, that's yep. what a blessing that we it get really to do is. this. It really is. I always have a pet peeve with people and they go, Oh, I'm getting older. Oh, don't say that number. Oh, I'm so old. I'm like, yeah, thank God. The alternative is not great. <laughs> I agree. And I, right? I, I think my recent blog post on PS, we have no plan, by the way, is about this, this sentiment where my, my dermatologist, when I came, I was like, oh, 28, it's kind of like an unimportant year. She's like every year you get to live another day, right. Is, is an important year. So there's mm-hmm. no unimportant years. Nope. And I remember her saying, I was like, that is so true. There is no unimportant years. Don't breeze past things because it's not a 30th birthday. It's not the 21st birthday. It's not the, you know, big 50th. It's right. every birthday leading up to those moments, just as important. Absolutely. All it is is a number. Once you get to the 30 or whatever, like there's not, there's nothing that sets that apart as more special than the 29th, than the 28th and the 27th and all of those before. Like they're all just exactly how you said, they are all equally important. Yes. And this actually reminds me of one more question I wanted to ask you, which was about um, if you're a journey person or a milestone person, have we talked about this already? I don't think we have. Mm -mm, No. Okay. So would you say you're a journey person or a milestone person? I can explain if you're confused. No, question. I think I'm a journey person. Okay, me too. Of course. Yeah, we are. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I kind of knew right off the bat what you were thinking. And said, no, I think we're both journey girls. I mean, yes, because Come we just on. after our little speech, we just said we're definitely journey <laughs> no. people. But I do think I do think it's a good call out because Luke and I talked about this as a couple. He's a milestone guy. And I think that's a really fun thing too, because he celebrates big milestones. But it's true when we're driving on road trips, like I think he is ready to get to the next destination. He's like, doesn't matter if he has to go to the bathroom. doesn't matter if he's hungry. He is going to get to that next destination. Whereas I'm like, I'm hungry. Let's pull off. Like, yes. oh, I see this fun little thing. Let's go take a photo. Like yes. I am all about the journey of the road, even if it takes a longer time to get to the milestone, you know, you want to experience where you're at in that moment. And right now yes. you're driving down a car and maybe you see a Buffalo. So I yes. want to pull over and I want to see that Buffalo. Exactly. And I think yeah. you and I are both that way. And people are like efficient, get there, let's get there and do this and that. And I yeah. love that. We're like, wait, the journey is just as fun. You guys. Yes. Which, okay. This is so strange because wow, this is very strange we had a songwriter at the company I worked for Carnival Music. His name's Troy Jones. And tragically, he passed away. Very tragic accident. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm so sorry. To- Recently? Three years ago. He Three years ago, and that was today. And wow. um, he, but somebody, a big artist just cut one of his songs and it'll be on their album. And it's called The Journey of Your Life. 
my gosh. How crazy is that? Wow. Yeah. That's really special. That really, really is. Like what a way to kind of tie this in a bow. That is as cheesy as it sounds. This episode hopefully reminds everyone like life is about the ups and downs and the funny Mm -hmm. pop culture things that bring you joy and the intense universal things we all feel and connecting with friends. That's what life's about, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, we thank you always for tuning in. We try and do one every Thursday and you can find us on all of our socials, you know. Um, But I hope, we hope that you take away from this episode to just enjoy the whole journey of your life. This is P.S. We Have No Plan. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too and they said, this is a day to celebrate.